you had dreams of your own, you had passions of your own, you had hobbies of your own that you still would like to partake in and life just becomes so different. I'm so happy that you touch on this because it's all part of that letter because I feel like when in the context of talking about a love letter it's mainly the love that you want to find mm -hmm. or the love that you had or the love that you have and you want to keep nurturing and you want it to keep growing. Hi, my name is Chanel. Hi everyone, my name is Ashley. Welcome to Soothing Her, the podcast. A transformative journey through the art of healing. Yes, yeah, so we're going to be tackling the many facets of healing, the power of resilience, sharing personal stories, and welcoming expert insights. Truly, this is Soothing Her, the podcast. This is Soothing Her. Hello, Soothing Her. Thank you for joining us on another episode. We are finally in the week of love. Officially, it is that week that we're going to celebrate Valentine's Day. I am your co-host, Chanel Dubis, and I'm there with my lovely co-host, Ashley Ogiaco. Hi, everyone. How is y'all doing? I hope y'all staying sane this week. <laughs> oh, and also excited too. Um, as Chanel mentioned, it is the week of love as Valentine's Day is approaching. Um, and I am your co-host, Ashley Origiaco. I hope everyone's doing well. I am hoping so. And if not, it is the week to love on yourself. Don't miss a beat in getting that done. Our episode is a little different. We are doing hypothetical love letters to ourselves. Past, present and future. What are your thoughts on that, Ash? I know you were down for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those journaling prompts that I think a lot of people see when you get like a journaling book or even in therapy, some therapists like recommend like writing a letter to your your old self, your future self. You know, what would you tell her back then? Or just like, what would you... Um, what piece of advice would you say or even small little things like from high school like put, putting all your things in like a time capsule and then like burying it and then maybe years later you go back to that same location where you buried it and figure out wow like these items were so important to me back then like what is the value how does myself right now like value the same items I put like 10 years ago yeah. like things like that or some people will even go to like a tree or something and like write a note or like put like a heart or something or whatever symbol and then like come back to it and just kind of see like how the tree has grown since then if it's still the same or if their if their message they put or whatever they engraved in the tree bark is still the same just little things like that but I think the true essence of it is just you know seeing the things that valued to you back then and also seeing the growth of and of where you've come of how far you've come since that present moment that's so true of what that essence is when you are in the mental mindset of writing those kind of letters it is to set promises to yourself to measure discipline that you would want to see in the manner of 
personal, professional love and just looking at how that will transform and in a sense I would say it's allowing you to be compassionate with yourself, learning forgiveness along the way but to also hold yourself accountable because if it is something that you go back to regularly, maybe if it is on a yearly basis that you go back to that letter and you revise it and you see oh my God, I forgot about this thing that I mentioned or I really want to work on there or I did not get a chance to work on this as strongly as I wanted this year. How do I focus in that particular area for the next year to come? I personally have never done that before. Have you written yourself any love letters? I didn't call them love letters, but I definitely have journaled in the past, like in my old, old, you know, the old diary with the key that you have. (laughs) Uh, I had a I had a bright pink diary. It was like furry with like a key, like a lock on it. And, and I have, I did write a letter to my, I think I wrote a letter to my future self. It wasn't my past self, it was my future self. Was it in a specific, was it five years, 10 years? I think I was 13, either 12 or 13. And I think I just wrote a letter to my future self of what I thought I would be when I was 30. <laughs> okay. And do you feel that you've lived up to her expectations? What do you think? Hmm. If I remember what I put in that specific letter, yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. Like yeah. So of course I expected myself to be successful. Like career-wise, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be successful. I'm gonna have all this money. I'm gonna have my own place. I'm gonna have my own car. I'm going to have like everything I like just like I'll be able to like so pretty much just be independent on my by myself I feel like that's every 13 year old yeah girl (laughs) or guy's dream is just to be free of your parents that too yes then free of my parents um and getting out of their house we love you parents of course but yes yeah you just dream of being on your own so young yeah, well, I think it was just because, you know, growing up with, like, immigrant parents, specifically, like, Nigerian parents, you know, just being so strict and living in that household and just, like, wanting to just get out. I know what oh, that's like. Yeah, and just to, you know, not have peace of mind when you come home. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah. It's Carnival back in Dominica right now, and... I'm looking at videos back home and I'm just laughing because when we were young, I think probably 11, 12, 13, and me and my sisters were plotting to escape from home to go to jump up in Juve. That's the early morning carnival where it's like carnival opening in the morning. Uh-huh. So it's like the crack of dawn, clearly the sun has not risen and then you're jumping up, the band's playing, you have all the drums on the road and you're clearly having a very festive time. And that particular year, my sisters and I were like, we're going to go. And then, of course, my mom caught us because she heard us talking the night before and she was up, ready to. <laughs> wow. She knew the time. The <laughs> Yeah. And then from then on, I was like, we were so rebellious. We're like, I just want to grow up and be an adult and have my own place. So I can go and dance in carnival whenever I want. So nobody tell me to not go. Done it. And it's like, oh. No, it was like, I'm just laughing at it. But when you're so young, it's all the small things of restrictions, of limitations from your parents that you want to break free from. It can be a beautiful, crazy thing because then you look back and you're like, was I really thinking of that? And then you admire the growth that you have experienced through those years and you just 
you embrace the person that you've become mm -hmm. in so many ways yeah no so that was that was nice so we want to go back i yeah. wanted to go back to a particular yeah. did it a little divergent yeah. but you know yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's growth we're in the yeah. conversation of growth that's yeah. exactly what those love letters are i yeah. think if you were to have written yourself a letter a love letter four years ago what would be the details of that letter four years ago like writing a letter to myself and then like for like myself four years ago mm -hmm. like if you had written yours like just four years so we're looking at maybe we're looking at 20 late 2019 2020 okay. what would you have said to yourself to read it right now and just to assess where you are in life hmm. well that would be it's kind of weird well for me it would be a little biased just because like i was in a relationship yeah. during that time and that is go so, with that okay so because putting myself back in like 2019 prior to covid i was still in my relationship yeah. so we were living together and we were like fine like you know like everything was good i mean granted we had no idea that we were gonna have a freaking global pandemic yeah. coming up in 2020 you know which we went survived together <laughs> so that's definitely something but if i were to write if i were in that if i could put myself back in those shoes and write myself a letter now it would it would just be a, a so here are the common themes it would be it would be one theme would be of course like really looking forward to where this relationship is going um and seeing it grow and us like growing closer and closer together like obviously on the same path of like marriage and everything which we had talked about during that time so that was already kind of in both of our minds anyways it would i think it would be so exciting i remember back then i was so excited i think it was you know when you're still in like that pre relation or early relationship yeah. stages you still have yeah you still have that like honeymoon phase i mean granted we were two years in but still like it felt it still were, was, it was pretty good times like and so I think my love letter would have been about just the excitement I have towards that and realizing like wow how blessed I am to like have to have thought that you know I'd found someone that if you had to write that letter how would that language look it would I did that particular line I just want to know capture it it would be like dear future Ashley you are going to be so excited because you're going to be a wifey and that is something that we you know didn't necessarily think we would ever get to in our life because we have gone through a lot growing up when it comes to how we see ourselves battling insecurities battling self-confidence battling this yearning and desire to be loved even though we know that we love ourselves but you know that yearning to find someone that sees you the way that you see yourself and can love you like unconditionally and you found that person yay and now it's it's growing it's blossoming you guys have talked about marriage and we're so excited to be someone's wifey. You know, we are going to be an amazing mom. We're going to have so much fun with our mini-me's. We are going to just have this amazing life in this amazing house and life will just be perfect. And you have so much things to look forward to. All blending of families, blending of re just distant relatives and cousins and 
life is just look is gonna be so so much fun from here on out so just continuing to keep doing what you're doing and we're gonna have it's pretty pretty much like we're gonna have fun yeah yeah, yeah yes I felt I feel like and yes we're talking about love I didn't hear we are gonna have fun I didn't hear anything that was just Ashley in there you feel like you that entire time like the next step Clay for your life was I'm gonna get married I'm gonna be somebody's wife we're gonna build a home together that was your primary focus well it wasn't my primary focus my primary focus 2019 I had just graduated from law school so I was also in the midst of like taking the bar exam um, and like that was my primary focus of course but like I was just really I, I was of course focused on that y'all <laughs> of course but I didn't it, I mean yes it was a very stressful time but I, I didn't feel alone like mm -hmm. I was doing it like at least I had someone there supporting me besides like my my friends and my family like it felt nice it felt really good to have someone there that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That delivered a lot of love to how you felt about that relationship and how happy you were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful you when you're in love. It did not work out because it wasn't meant to, but it doesn't take away the fact that you were deeply in love with someone else. You connected on that level and you look to take that next step in transforming your relationship. What would you say? I know you wanted me to answer yeah. that question. I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's put Chanel on the mic. Yes. I was contemplating divorce four years ago. We were in this therapy and then later that year coming into 2020, we had already filed divorce papers and I was looking at moving out and a lot of things were going through my mind. So the letter I would have written to Chanel then would have asked her to be patient with me so that I can find her again the beat of who she was the vibrant personality the outspoken person the go-getter the person with a lot of energy to want to see a lot of good done in the world and want to be a part of that i would ask her to wait for me because i felt like i lost her through many of those years of uh, marriage and i knew it would have taken some time to get back there because I didn't know how to, but I knew what I felt like. I remember what I felt like years ago when I was independent and I was, I would say, in a state of pure happiness before my marriage. I would tell Chanel that I forgive her, you know, for making the decision to walk away because, you know, it still held some sort of stigma in the community. You know, you're married, you don't get divorced, especially where we're from. and. Where we lived, you know, it was a, um, a lot of our friends were older and had been married for years. So it's not like they were the reason why we stayed together, but it just felt like there was still some sort of um, admiration that perhaps did not rub off on us since we were calling quits. And I just didn't want to be judged. And I didn't want, um, I didn't want what would have been said about me to define my relationship with people moving forward and for some of my bad decisions in that marriage to have ended things. I would have told her how proud I am of her too for walking away and being so strong to make that decision and to take that step and be afraid but know that the relationship that she's going to build with God would have been what she needed. I wasn't. She wasn't going to be alone but there were days when she would have felt like it's hard and she's alone but just a reminder that you're not doing this alone and just tell her to 
embrace her friends more she had really good girlfriends around her during that time great relationships that supported her and even without making it so obvious that she was going through that time you know they made it easy for her to forget about that period of her life so loving on her friends more you know being there for them even though she's not at the strongest point of her life right now and um, don't stop what she plans to do with her life and what she wanted to do years before that seven-year marriage go back and find that desire those goals and you lost it along the way and you felt like you had to serve somebody else in a different capacity and you did not go back to school fully you did not feel like you leave some of the dreams that you wanted to do and now is the time to go and do it so Pick up that mantle, be brave, and go for the things that you've always dreamt of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's so nice how we can just, oh, there's just so much growth there. A lot. Oh my God, Ashley, yes. So much growth. Just, and it's crazy how when we think about love and, like you mentioned earlier, like you didn't, there was no Ashley in there. Like there were, like we instantly just default to going into that. I'm gonna serve someone else, or I'm going to be supporting. So not not like anything's wrong with that, but it's just like some. Oftentimes, I feel like a lot of us we do lose that sense of self, mm-hmm. and it's not even by f- our own fault. It's just we just automatically put our spouses or put our children or put our careers or our jobs are really ahead of who who we are, what what we care about, like taking care of ourselves at times and that it, you just kind of, and then you just get into a routine. Of- okay, completely forgetting that you exist and you had dreams of your own, you had passions of your own, you had hobbies of your own that you still would like to partake in and life just becomes so different. I'm so happy that you touch on this because it's all part of that letter because I feel like when in the context of talking about a love letter, it's mainly the love that you want to find Mm -hmm. or the love that you had or the love that you have and you want to keep nurturing and you want Mm -hmm. it to keep growing. Of you to be and yes, factoring the love in there, whether it be a Sierra's prayer or whether it be your own prayer, whatever you're looking for. But the love letter doesn't necessarily have to just encompass some sort of romantic Mm -hmm. love. It's. You touch on Sierra's prayer. Do you believe in that? I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I've heard of it. I don't even know what it is. I oh, have heard Lord. in the context of what it is, is the prayer that she wrote so that she can find Mr. Wilson. And I don't know. What, do you know about it? Do you know what it is? I know. I know the, the base. I, I know the true form of what it is okay. because I've written a similar letter before. Okay. And it really isn't. It's honestly just, I mean, granted, after everything that, like, she has, that she has been through, like, oh, my goodness, yes. But it really is more so, and it can, I think it's because I resonate just because of, like, granted, I wouldn't, no two situations are ever the same, but Mm -hmm. just the, the general notion of it, you know, like, you're with someone who you thought was your forever going down that path only to find out that, you know, there's infidelity. And then on top of that, y'all were engaged. And on top of that, you're over here 
pregnant, about to have this freaking man's child, like on top, like there's so many women out there that can totally res- like resonate with that. And I think what it is when you come out of that, you, it, it, it's like, it's almost like, I don't know, like God saw you going down a certain path. And while you may have thought that it was what you wanted, it wasn't what he wanted. And unfortunately, because God loves us so much, he has to see us break Mm -hmm. down or he allows certain things to break us because there's certain patterns, there's certain characteristics about ourselves that he wants us to be free from. He and wants you to know that that's gonna hurt you if you continue. Exactly, like he sees exactly like what the end yeah. goal, and he's like, uh, uh, not for my daughter, not for yeah. my son, or you whatever. Let you a little bit longer so that you can, it can really sting. I think. And it, it's not like he wants to do it no, on purpose, no, but no, I no. think with her prayer, it was more so a, I'm lifting my hands up. I, I'm surrendering. I'm, surrender. I'm fully surrendering mm-hmm. everything of and giving up all my other like prior beliefs of what I thought I wanted in a person what I thought I wanted for my life and everything and I honestly think her prayer was just saying you know I'm letting you take the lead here whoever you want me to find like but this is kind of like what I would what I'm surrendering the things that I'm giving up because I want it to be blessed by you Mm -hmm. or whatever and this is this is the person that I know that i deserve exactly i like that a lot the person i deserve you really have to come a long way Mm -hmm. from what you've been through to where you want to go and recognizing Mm -hmm. none of this has served me and even the person that i thought was whom i wanted Mm -hmm. i can't that's not the kind of person i want in my life Mm -hmm. so you said you wrote your you wrote a similar letter like this i did how long ago I, I, i wasn't um I don't know if God heard me correctly, but I mean, (laughs) 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 so that was before while you were engaged or yes, it was, it actually was like, I wrote a similar letter in my prior journal about, because it was at a time where I just moved from Washington to San Diego for law school. And I had, at that point, I was like, low-key just fed up. (laughs) Just low-key fed up. (laughs) And at that point, I was like, you know what? Like, I am, it was after my, it was then, and then I think I was here in San Diego. First year of law school, I really wasn't really seeing what the dating scene like was here in San Diego. I kind of was, I was very focused on school because the first year was just like, oh my goodness, like just a lot. Like I had no time to even, I didn't have enough capacity in my brain to think about anything else but school. But until then, I mean, after the fact, I was like, okay, I'm going to see what's out here. So it was like really during that second year of law school that I really like kind of ventured out in San Diego here. And then at that point I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I think I'm good. Um, I'm going to <laughs> put it in God's hands. Okay. Um, I did. And I was like, oh, you know what? <laughs> That's what we're going to do <laughs> because I can't do this. <laughs> Um, and I did, I, I remember in my specific journal, I, I wrote a letter, um, to God about who I wanted, not just about what I wanted in a partner, but what I wanted like for my life too. But then of course, like what I wanted in a partner yeah. and I, I listed out, you know, someone that, you know, loves me like unconditionally, like loves me for me, someone that is a man of God, someone that is God fearing, someone that has a good career, good head on their shoulders that we can, um, 
come together and build together. I don't remember like the exact words, but it was like, those are the kind of things that I said in that letter. And then when I met my ex, I was just like, oh okay yeah that's what i think you know so i thought but it's okay (laughs) because at the end of the day you know not having um proper discernment too i think now that coming out of that now it's like okay now i can fine tune that too and add an additional layer to that and saying while yes so those same qualities and characteristics will be the same but now please help me have more discernment so i can recognize you know people that may it may look like they're brought from you but you know they talk about like counterfeits and all that but just having a better sense of who I am as a person and confident and standing in firm in my boundaries and what I believe in in order to communicate that to people communicate that to whoever I meet next and stand firm on the promises I made to myself and to God amen Yeah. yeah that's why we get lost sometimes in bringing a partner into our life and we get punished for it i say i like my ex-husband with your ex-fiance because we desire a certain person a certain thing a certain characteristic uh, a, a partner that's going to help us just add value but then that's not how that's not who god wants for us and the person that he probably wants for us as a person clearly we are not looking at but then he's like go ahead i'm going to allow you this mistake I'm going to allow you this test. I won't necessarily call it a mistake because you know what? It's, it happens. I just wish that, you know, in, in the sense of that happened, like it wouldn't be that long. So if there was another way that he would have wanted me to make that mistake or go through that test, he probably would have found me. But clearly this was for me. And I remember for years saying to myself, what if you had prayed about this a little longer, Chanel? Do you feel like you would have made the same decision? And I think in my naive mind... I would have said yes, but if I had prayed a little more and asked God to show me what he was saying, based on clearly what he would have said to me, <laughs> I would have made that decision. But that's the thing is, was, was I even in tune to hearing God's voice at that time? I don't think I had grown spiritually enough to have even heard that. And I was very impatient because I do remember saying, Lord, guide me through this time this decision that i'm making i'm planning to move for this person is this the right decision but that was one question it wasn't a whole prayer and it wasn't many days of prayer on that matter so god must have definitely just said chanel you know what i'm gonna let you do what you want to do and then i'm gonna let you spend your seven years in this wilderness and then i'm going to come back for you next course of action next direction for you and you know it's just you don't want to make those mistakes but they intended for you and it's just until you spend time with that person like how do you know that your prayer has been answered yeah i think you know people say they they feel it like i've asked those people several times like Mm. how do they how and it's not just a question of how do you know this is all yeah Like, like, (laughs) (laughs) like not like that but just like, but it's more so like, you know, like what was, well, what, how did you prepare yourself? Like, what were you, do you feel like you were ready to meet that person? Like, what were your, your feeling? Where were you at in life? That's kind of the questions that I'm asking because sometimes it can just hit you out of nowhere, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I'll, the general consensus that I've gotten from people is when they've met their person, like they felt, everyone has said that they just felt it. Like I was talking to my hairstylist when I got my hair retwisted two week two weeks ago, and she was saying that she was listening to her 
podcast her husband on like a YouTube like he was giving some type of speech or saying but he was talking about God and she like cried and she was just like she just felt and saw like God in him and I'm just like that's beautiful damn yeah what a feeling that's amazing I don't have words for that at all so what would you write to your future self five years from now what would that letter look like? What would that letter look like? Uh, I would start a little bit of, I'm proud of you again. Chanel, I'm proud of you. You've come a long way. I've seen where you were in 2024. And now we're looking at the years go by. And yeah, 2029 is going to be a great year for you. And with the preparation that you've made, you have been disciplined, you have written goals, you've stuck to them, you've worked on yourself internally, and it will be a continuous work in progress. But with your, with the things that you've prayed about when it comes to your, um, your attitude to get easily irritated with things like that is no longer part of your being you become more patient you become more understanding and you are more sure than before of the steps that you need to take when it comes to goals that you've written out for yourself places that you want to go and how you're going to get there you do not sleep on those decisions you don't procrastinate you don't waste time you get things done because you realize how valuable time is and the more you waste time on not doing things the opportunity and the joy of that slips away so you i'm proud of you for getting things done i'm proud of you for opening up your heart you've allowed someone by then into your life that you truly care for that god has sent for you i'm appreciative of how you've allowed them to love you and how you have in turn loved them and you've prayed for them and for the family and the home that you're building the community that you're building with each other i am very happy for you that you've done the things that you're going to do in terms of some of your big dreams being an entrepreneur continue your business in the wealth management world I'm proud of you for taking a risk. I'm so happy that you've taken some risk. You have the freedom in life that those risks afforded you that you can enjoy right now. Um, there are many more years of, ahead of you. Work harder on the things that you've learned over the last five years. Be more conscious of how you want to implement them in your life and keep going. Keep God in your life. Keep God as a center of your life. And keep going onwards. I think that covers the bulk of what I would probably say. I like it. Thank I you. like it. I like it a lot. How would that letter look on your end? I think my letter would start out with, you've come a long way. Mm -hmm. You've come a really, really, really long way. And from 2024, you are probably have battled one of the toughest life-changing events you probably will ever face because it had to happen 
it had to happen to break you and free you from all those beliefs, systems that have been ingrained in you, that you have adopted, that have been holding you back from stepping into your truest, most purest forms of yourself. And your gifts that you have been given are waiting for you to step into that. Yeah. And in 2029, you will have reached there. And it is, the world is not ready. <laughs> in 2024, the world is not ready no, for actually in 2029. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Okay, go get them, Ash. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's just so much things, so many ideas you have. There's so many creative avenues that you always think about, you journal about this version, this persona of yourself that you're constantly daydreaming about. You ha have all that it takes, but because of everything that you've been through, because of these belief systems that you have ingrained in you, that you've been operating out of for over 10 years, that's going to take some time to break free from yeah. and telling the future Ashley that continue to take your time because there's no rush for anything. There's no rush for what, what you're on your own timeline and you know that God has shown you, ta has taught you that lesson several times now. So you better get it right this time <laughs> or know that it, you really are on your own timeline yeah. and things are going to happen for you the way that you want them and the way that it's meant to be and it's going to be more than what you've ever prayed for yeah. that's what that would that's what that letter would sound like she's sound like she's going to be amazingly happy in the peak of her life you would have done a lot i mean we yeah. both would have come a long way mm -hmm. I'm excited for that because, you know, year after year, you make yearly re resolutions that you want to do for the next year. And by the time January is over, we've forgotten about it. Mm -hmm. And this podcast and this time is teaching me to sit with myself and spend more time with self. Seeing that growth, I'm just excited for it. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for our lives, yeah. the people that we will become, you know, the Individuals that we will embrace in our own lives, whether in the capacity of friends, boyfriends, fiancés, husbands, kids. Well, I have a shirt that says no more boyfriends. No more boyfriends. But you have to have a boyfriend first before you get a fiancé, husband. That's not the end goal. Not the end goal. Okay. Like, 20, actually, 2029 is not her. That's not her. Okay. What's, what's the end? When you say end goal, what's, what's the end? And then what's the goal? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the goal would be to find someone that, of course, that I am equally yoked yeah. with. But it's just saying that, like, um, I'm not, like, just my per my desire to, like, find someone. It's not just so I can call them my boyfriend. Right. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, that's what I mean. Is to do what with them? Is to build with them. To form, like, a partnership. But that's not, that's just the goal. But the end is the till death do us part mm -hmm. that future stuff yeah. the us growing old together like yeah. that's the end end because like once you once i find that person and then you know we form like we get married and all that that's just the beginning right yeah yeah that's no, just the right. beginning no you're right oh <laughs> no i meant husband because that's yeah. that's the confirmation of 
everything that will be built from there you yeah. know the home the kids the life the investment portfolio the the community work whatever that will look like but yeah. there is just still so much to build from there and i just pray that we meet that time with genuine care genuine mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. Um, excitement and you know care that just wholeness mm-hmm. wholeness in self and what we want to put out there and, and the people that we are welcoming to our life and discernment. God, I pray for discernment. Mm-hmm. I know we're in the month of Black History Month as well. As well, we want to recognize our love and our support of our own cultural heritage and attachments. So there is love that comes in the capacity of, again, for community and friends and that lover. Could you add or would you like to add on to that letter or write a separate one entirely to your, to Mr., your future Mr. Husband, um, your community, your family, your friends? I'll start with community. And I think with community, being that it is Black History Month, I think it is just the essence of what this podcast is about. I think us starting the podcast, us providing the safe space for people in our community, people who are our age, younger than us, like young women that are listening to this who are not thinking about healing or not thinking about doing the inner work or like, oh, I'll deal with that later when I'm like, you know, <laughs> ready. I'm having fun now and all that, you know, yeah. um, and even just an older generations of women, too, that can listen and 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 get that healing, too, because I know they came from a place where this was never talked about, no. you know, so I think us by can being consistent and coming on here and sharing our voices and speaking up is a way that we are giving love to our community. So that my love letter would be I would just add on to my letter to myself and just and just to say, you know, to my community, listening to our audience, you know, that is the true essence of why we started this podcast, you know, continuing to create this safe space for people that don't know how to heal that don't know what healing looks like that don't didn't have great people in their lives to teach them or show them certain aspects of what it means to really love yourself like what it means to have confidence what it means to feel your feelings to be it's okay to be sad it's okay to say like this really affects me and i'm having a hard time you know and be yeah and, and it's just giving this platform and saying it is perfectly okay to not be okay. Yeah. It's fine. You will, you are getting through this, you, but, you, but, you know, encouraging and having it be a sense of encouragement to say, because the more you continue to do this work now, the more that you will, there's, there's so many avenues that will just automatically just be opened once you heal those wounds, once you do that inner work, once you go back to your traumas, figure out where the root of all of these like limitations coming from. Like, yeah, like that's that. how I'm giving love. And that's what my, what my love letter would be like to our community is just to thanking the audience for allowing us to come on here and to be with us and to heal with us. Moment of silence for that. <laughs> <laughs> Because that is a beautiful way of selfless service. You are giving your voice to a mindful purpose, to a community that needs to hear it. Um, I would like to be more involved on the spiritual side, praying for our community for strength and 
the the breaking down of barriers and circumstances and just change that are holding us back in in the way of either social injustice economic setback what we feel that we don't have access to open up the doors of opportunities for us and on the physical side give my hand to organizations that i can serve in be more proactive in the community going out there and serving with different nonprofits um contributing my time and resources to different courses that i feel can really make a difference in individual and community lives one of my long-term goals i don't even want to call it a dream nowadays because it's something that i really want to do whether it is small as just me and my circle of friends making it happen i want to have an orphanage um at in three places in the world if i can help in any sort of way i think that is ultimately the type of outreach i want to have and then i want to have a breast cancer foundation in honor of my mom so that i know that's something that i definitely want to do one day to give women the access to early screening preventative care mammogram access radiation payments chemotherapy payment whatever that might be for community i just want to share with you the blessings that god has given me in a very mindful way that's so beautiful you want to start an orphanage wow i do yeah i do it's been something i've been thinking about i would say for the last six years chanel's kids oh my god i like that i might take that name chanel's kids we're manifesting it we're speaking it into existence okay yes (laughs) um so yeah that's that's community family wise Honestly, it's just being that, continuing to just embrace being the black sheep. <laughs> you know, you, you, a reminder, I know, I know you don't need a reminder. You're the eldest in the family. I know. Why do you mean community? You're the role model. You need to stand firm in that, please. What do you mean the black sheep? Well, just because, like, you know, you just feel so, because of the things that I do and the things, like, because I just, I'm on a, comp- I feel like I'm on a completely different like mindset and like path than a lot of my other family members and cousins and just in the way that we think about life and the way that we just I just see people like conforming to the same old like generational patterns and all that and I just feel so different Mm -hmm. that sometimes it's hard to speak up because you know people like will just look at you like oh you don't know what you're talking about or you're young or you're you're Americanized or whatever you know and yeah so I know I'm the oldest but um it's just embracing that so love letter to my family would be like I'm going to continue to embrace that and y'all are just going to continue to have to deal with me (laughs) (laughs) sounds like you're breaking out of that voice yeah but in a good in a, in a healthy way in a way where i'm breaking i t- so love letter to my family would be like family i love you all but we got to stop this mm-hmm. like we it is time for us to learn how to be more loving on each other in mm-hmm. all types of ways we have to start having more conversations with our daughters about our men mm-hmm. i'm sorry yeah. not all but we just we do yeah. i'm just tired of seeing the same things happen over and over again i'm tired of seeing us women in our culture not having a voice or sticking up for what we're believing or having the courage and strength to walk away from people that don't deserve us generational traditions trauma yeah and 
comfort or just getting away from this mindset of you know, I know it's a cultural thing, but just because you have an older sibling or a younger sibling, that doesn't mean you can talk to each other a certain way either. Mm-hmm. Like everyone deserves the same level of respect. Everyone does. Everyone deserves to be heard. Everyone does. You just need to just who cares? Mm-hmm. Who gives a flying F? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like you because it's like you could just feel the animosity you just feel like just this stigma you just feel like it's just no love here mm-hmm. and it's like really all because of ego because yeah. of pride like those are harmful things those are not good things so let's manifest definitely i'm manifesting with you that all of these will be dispelled and mm-hmm. they will not exist all of this will not exist in five years Oh, it's not continuing on with my generation, that's for sure. It's just so much similarity when it comes to that relationship with my family. It's not like tense animosity, but there is that. Like For me, it's just heartbreaking. The letter that I would write to my family for that future is, I am so happy for how far we've come. We've been torn apart. We've allowed the absence of my mom to allow us to misbehave because i will be honest if my mom was there she would not condone it she would definitely not allow it she would have forced us to do something already and it's just you know the absence of her in our lives is just allowing things to just go by the wayside so i would tell my family i am proud of us for finding our way back to each other i'm proud of us for putting our differences aside and allowing us to rebuild our relationship and Though this was a test to us, we know that it is capable of happening. Let's be stronger and more mindful that if there are differences that come up, talk and put it aside amicably and not have months go by or years go by where you have unfriendly separation or disputes and you can't grow as a family because that is between you guys and is hindering. I don't like that. I just feel like I'm just so heartbroken by this. So I just want that to be that part and that phase right now to be completely behind us. And I'm happy that we're working on that goal to honor our mom, that we are in this together. We're making great things happen. We're all successful in our respective careers and our businesses, etc. And ultimately, we're just there for each other. Like whatever we need, like we can call each other. We can call each other and not feel like we're going to be judged. I know I take the mom tone with my siblings so often. I feel like my eldest sister probably doesn't really like to talk to me because every time we talk, most of the time we talk, I'm trying to mom her. I don't want to be that way, but it's because I have so much love for them. I just want so many good things to happen to them. As soon as I talk, it automatically annoys me when I feel like they are wasting their time or they're doing something wrong and I want to counsel, I want to guide, or I want to help. And it's just... It goes one ear and out the other one. And I just get so passionately frustrated that it comes out ill-intended on for them. And it's just, well, we can do better. Ultimately, we can and we can be better together. Mm-hmm. I know that I've, we've mentioned too, like, there's only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. But as long as it, your intentions are pure, they're respectful, they're genuine then you know yeah. you do what you can we do what we can mm-hmm. exactly as we prepare to wrap up the episode do you want to talk about a little letter to your future partner or yeah. you feel like you've 
talked about that enough. I, I can I mean, I feel like I have, but you know, my fe- my love letter to my future partner would just it would just be, you know, I'm really excited to meet you whenever if I haven't already. Um and I'm praying for you, praying that you take the time as well to do your own healing that I know nobody's perfect. I'm not expecting you to be perfect because I am not perfect at all. But we can be perfectly imperfect together. <laughs> and it's totally fine. Okay. Um, I'm praying for our friendship because that's most important. And I want that to be like a foundation because at the end of the day, I don't want to, if things ever don't work out, which I'm praying, of course, they will. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, at least at the root of of us knowing each other I just for me I would love for them to be for it to be like a friendship at least at the very least so that way we know that we have respect for each other regardless we know that we care for each other in that way as friends do first and I'm praying for a lifetime uh, filled with just so much fun so much exploring so much traveling just being ourselves, messing around, goofing around, playing around, and just so much happiness and joy and just us coming together really to just continuing to build, continuing to grow, continuing the on the purpose that, and the reason why God has brought us together, what he wants us to accomplish together, if it isn't his purpose and will for our both of our lives to become parents, then we will be amazing parents to however many children <laughs> um but no more than five please because i just i don't know <laughs> that's my cut off okay <laughs> just because i'm one of five and it's a lot okay and i know how i felt being the oldest i don't want to do that <laughs> to anybody <laughs> that's a lot of stress okay <laughs> that's a lot um but with god's grace i know we probably will be able to handle anything but um, can't wait to meet you again and oh, going to continue to pray for you going to continue um, to manifest you wherever you are in the world and praying that we will both be ready to meet each other when the time is right in Jesus name we pray amen Amen. <laughs> I like that I like how playful your letters are because I'm playful and goofy too. That's why I'm like, I'm looking for someone like, can you be, can you be playful as well? Like, can we have, can we have fun? Cause like, I want to be my complete, cause I just know how I was in, like my prior relationship. Like I was myself mm-hmm. and I want to be myself yeah. and be free to be myself yeah. and knowing that you love me for that. Exactly. Cause I love me for that, but I want you to love me for that. But we're praying to meet you too. I am hoping by the time i'm giving myself five years so the letter i would write to my partner is thank you for choosing me thank you for allowing me the patience and the space to choose you as well um i'm hoping that i will be married by then because i'm gonna be almost pushing 40 so oh ouch (laughs) so let's hope i'm ready i'm happy that we found each other at a point we were ready God was guiding us that I was able to grow in patience and in love with you. And thank you for being patient with me as we found ourselves in alignment with each other to take the next step to be with each other for the rest of our lives. 
I'm happy for the home that we're building, the family that we're building. I'm grateful that we have our family as part of our relationship. We have great friends as part of our lives, that we have the freedom and the financial freedom as well to travel, to see the world, to explore, and just show our own children the beauty of, you know, experience a different culture, experience a different land. I pray that we continue to respect and to love each other. We continue to keep God as our focus. I forgot to add at the last end of my letter, must love Harry Potter. <laughs> you don't have to love it, but just be able to tolerate that I do. So tolerance, we'll pray for your tolerance. <laughs> tolerance. Absolutely love it. Thank you. Tolerance, absolutely. Growth. So let's wrap up today's episode. We've said we've shared quite a bit. We've shared a lot. And going into this week where it's Valentine's week, we want to wish you the love that you wish for yourself, to be honest. I don't know what you're praying for. I don't know what you're wishing for. But whatever it is that you are praying for, remember to add God and include him as part of that decision, as part of that clarity that you are seeking. I will soothe her this week by actually writing that letter i think i will do that i've never done it before as i said earlier and i think it will be so beautiful to kind of go back to that time capsule 2024 i will laugh for sure like oh my god that's what you were thinking in 2024 so i will be soothing her by writing some love letters to future chanel and her connections either it is a husband a romantic partner her family, community, friends. Yes. How will you soothe her, Ash, this week? This week, I will soothe her by embracing the love letter that I wrote to myself and recognizing that I'm going to continue to take my time to just break free of those narratives that I've been telling myself for so long. Mm -hmm. And knowing that it's going to take a lot of time and I'm just going to take it one day at a time. And I'm actually journaling in a journal that I found from another podcast that I really, really love called um, FML Talk. And it's really nice. It's by Gabrielle Stone. And she wrote a book about her most recent, two most recent um, heartbreaks before she found like her current husband. And she also has this journal book called F Off I'm Healing. And it has really good, <laughs> it has really good um, journal prompts in there. And a lot of that has been like what the section I just finished was what were your patterns in your relationships that you've noticed? How, what things did you adopt from those? And are you ready to break free of that? And I like how the past two sections I've done, the last question I've noticed is, okay, now are you ready to break free? Are you to break free? And I've been telling myself, like, I just want to be free. I just want to be free. But it's like, I don't know how to do that. Um, and I think it's just continuing to stay consistent with that and telling myself that the work that I'm doing now in 2029, praying fully, by then I'll be free. You will be, yeah. absolutely. In full, from who you are right now to who you aspire to be, I'm praying that you are completely free. Thank you. So thank you all so, so much for this quite different episode that we have this this week but 
we encourage you all to take the time to think about writing a love letter to yourself. What would that look like? Would it be about self-love? Would it be about writing a letter to your future spouse? Or if you currently have one, like what a great idea to spend Valentine's Day and to like sneak a little like love note. I love love letters. Those are cute. I like, I just, words of affirmation is one of my love languages, of course. So (laughs) why not her to give your little special someone a little love note? I know anything to brighten up their day, but we just encourage you all to just take the time as it is Valentine's Day to just week and, but just to like, remember to just show love in all areas and aspects of your life. Have a blessed week loving on yourself and just figuring out what works in your life and what you want to welcome in your life. Have a lovely Valentine's Day. Bye. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Bye.